0: So last week, last week we started on a journey, understanding that the journey is important. We talked a lot about that, about the journey being important, and that if we don't learn that the journey is important, you know, we may actually miss the destination. Um, And in this journey, we have chosen to leave anxiousness. We've chosen to leave our starting point. We've chosen to walk away from that and move to prayer. Y'all remember this from last week, anybody? One of us? Okay, let me get my notes from last week. I'm going to start over. No, no. So we're using Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 as our guide to build our map. I chose the ESV translation, and it reads this way. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. I, I, I think we could just stop right there, you know. And you're like, yay. And I'm like, no. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, Gordon Fee... Gordon Fee says this. He says, in everything stands in contrast to not about anything. Listen, in everything stands in contrast to to not about anything and means this. And I'll put this up there for you. In all the details and circumstances of life, in situations where others fret and worry, believers in the Lord submit their case to God in prayer. Wow. Wow. Listen to that. I'll read it again. In all the details and circumstances of life, in situations where others fret and worry, believers in the Lord submit their case to God in prayer. Thank you, Gordon Fee. Amen? Amen. So, our first stop on our journey was prayer. And uh, we used uh, two exits in order to get off uh, the highway onto prayer. There were two exits. Uh, What were they for? A Krabby Patty. I brought Krabby Patties today. What, 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 what? General is one of them. Yes. What was the other one? Intentional. That's right. All right. Woo! Krabby Patties, baby. (laughs) So... So general prayer is based on our relationship with Jesus. You'll remember that from last week. General prayer makes Jesus our constant companion. That's why that's so important. It makes him our constant companion. It's how we fulfill the scripture that we pray without ceasing. Prayer or communication happens through relationship. And the more intimate you are in a relationship, the more communication or prayer happens. Um, Ian Bounds said about uh, that topic, he said this, those who know God the best are the richest and most powerful in prayer. That's pretty intense. Those who know God the best are the richest and most powerful in prayer. Little acquaintance with God and strangeness and coldness to him make prayer a rare and feeble thing. People say, I want a rich, energetic, lively prayer life then have a rich energetic lively relationship with Jesus amen amen so i hope i hope that this past week you were able to to carve out some time to practice general and intentional prayer also we will be giving you an opportunity to practice this corporately together as a church wednesday nights in prayer meeting that I'm calling Fight Night. And before I move on with today's message about uh, leaving anxiousness and our destination of peace, I want to uh, uh, m- make a note to anyone hurting today with mental illness. Uh, this message is not about mental health issues or crippling anxiety that needs medical attention. If you are facing any type of mental health crisis, please, please seek Uh, medical attention. Uh, This is about anxiety that can and should be controlled through our faith and trust in Jesus, okay? I I struggled with depression for years. Uh, It wasn't crippling, but it was just enough to keep me miserable for years. And when I say years, I mean years, years. Uh, And Part of the reason I struggled with it for so many years was because of the stigma that was attached to mental illness in the church, and I thought I can beat this through spiritual disciplines. So I fought it through the disciplines of Scripture, and it would not go away. I fought it, and after years, and again, when I say years, I'm talking years, years of what I felt was good, solid, spiritual warfare— the Lord gently and lovingly nudged me to seek medical help. Now, the way he did it for me was to remind me, and I don't want to say, I don't want to say that God told me uh, like you know, an audible voice, but I do feel like he was communicating with me that I was his child and that I was being obedient to him, that I was living a victorious life over sin and temptation. I remember uh, at the altar that day when I was just really seeking the Lord, and I remember him, him just communicating that with me, that you're all right. You're, you're all right. You're in my will. You're, you're fasting. You're praying. You're seeking me. You're, you're a disciple of mine, and, and uh, uh, it's okay. I remember him just kind of lovingly, uh, you know, uh, telling me that it's okay. If you were going to beat this spiritually, you would have beat it a long time ago, you know, and uh, it's okay to get help. So I did. And uh, then that was another several year journey for me. I was uh, diagnosed by a good solid Christian psychologist with dysthymia. I found the correct medication, it took took a while. it was it was a, a long journey, but I found the correct medication, and I was on that medication for ten to twelve years or more and uh, and it helped. It helped me a lot. And I was able to wean myself off of it and uh, uh, after many years of being on it, and I uh, seemed to be fine. But um, I say all that to say, don't let some armchair Christian guru psychologist, you know, uh, tell you to get over it don't let some some christian guru, you know somebody thinks they you know tell you that hey if you have enough faith in jesus you'll beat this you can beat this with your you know if you had more faith you know if you would pray more if you would read more scripture sometimes for whatever reason our brain needs a little help and that's okay that's okay So however, I do believe with all of my heart that in anyone's journey, we should be practicing what I've been talking about. General prayer, intentional prayer, uh, general supplication, intentional supplication. Uh, I, I do believe that we should be laying everything at his feet. Number one, the reason I believe that he is the healer of all sickness, even mental health. Amen? If he chooses to heal, praise God. Number two... We don't ever stop being a disciple even when we're facing difficult things in life. Do we stop being a disciple when we face hard times, when we face difficult diagnoses? No, no, we don't. So with all that said, we're looking at my prayer map here, and we're leaving anxiousness, and we've explored the exit of general prayer and intentional prayer last week, um, and our next stop is supplication. Father, once again, I beg you for your anointing and your touch, Lord God. Just open people's hearts and minds to receive what you have for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. So our destination is peace, right? That, that's, that's the ending point. That's what we long for. That's where we're heading. That's, what we, that's the results of our journey, and uh, our destination is peace. And we, we have to make several stops to get there, and we're using two exits, general and intentional. Supplication is, a, is, is in a lot of ways, <clears throat> now listen, supplication is in a lot of ways the twin city of prayer. Matter of fact, if someone were to ask you, like, you know, uh, if my children were to ask me, Dad, what is is supplication? I would simply tell them it's prayer. It's prayer. Uh, That wouldn't be a wrong answer. It may help us to look at it as a type of prayer, and I'll talk more about that in a moment, but in the Scriptures, things are often repeated for emphasis. Uh, Paul, as one theologian puts it, Emphatically urges the Philippians to find release from anxiety in prayer, and yet more prayer in prayer, and yet more prayer, or in prayer and supplication. So, so from personal experience, he had learned. Paul had learned that the way to be anx- to the way to be anxious about nothing was to be prayerful about everything. Let me say that again. From personal experience, he had learned that the way to be anxious about nothing was to be prayerful about everything. And thus, prayer and supplication are found together often throughout the New Testament. So he, he knew what believers were facing. They were facing the same thing he did. He's writing to the Philippians. He had been there. He knows what they're facing, imprisonment, beatings, death. This wasn't something he took lightly. But yet he gives them the command: do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Yeah, it is the twin city of prayer. Supplication is the twin city of prayer. We could have put the put them very, very close together, you know, like a twin city, you know. But 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 it's just a bit more intense version of prayer. Like you, you may take the general exit to get into prayer, and before you know it, you find yourself in supplication. I want to illustrate that with Hannah uh, in 1 Samuel. I'll be reading, oh, I don't know, uh, 15, 20 verses from 1 Samuel. Uh, it says this. It says, There was a man named Elkanah who lived in Ramah in the region of Zoph in the hill country of Ephraim. He was the son of Jeroham." Uh, Son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zoph, of Ephraim. Uh, Elkanah had two wives, Hannah and Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah did not. Listen to that. So his one wife has children, his other wife doesn't. Each year, Elkanah would travel to Shiloh to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of Heaven's armies at the tabernacle. The priests of the Lord at that time were the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas. On the days Elkanah presented his sacrifice, he, listen, he would give portions of the meat to Peninnah and, and each of her children. And though he loved Hannah, he would give her only one choice portion because the Lord had given her no children. Wow. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? So Peninnah would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. She would taunt her. Year after year was the same. Peninnah would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. Each time Hannah would be reduced to tears and would not even eat. And Elkanah, the good man that he was, Hannah, I said that facetiously, by the way. Hannah, why, why aren't you eating? Why why be downhearted just because you don't have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having ten sons? Can you imagine that? (laughs) Men are and always have been. Don't fill in the blank. Let me do it for you. (laughs) Not very perceptive. Let me just say that. That's a nice way to put it. Can you imagine that? So what that this gal's taunting you every time we come to the temple, you know? Every time we come to... So what that I'm giving her a ribeye and I'm giving you hamburger meat? So what, you know, that I am not rewarding you and and, and you can't control that you're not getting pregnant, you know? But I am not rewarding you. So what? Come on, look at me, baby. You got me. <laughs> you know? I have a little bit of El- Elkanah in me, I think, you know? I'm like... What else do you need you got me you know and uh, but then verse nine once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh Hannah got up and went to pray. Where did she go? She went to where to pray She took the general exit or even the intentional exit she, she left she's leaving anxiousness she's making a choice that hey I, I am I am Turning to God about this, I'm going to pray. And so she got up and went to pray. Eli, the priest, was sitting at his customary place beside the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was deep in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. Now what's going on? She went to pray, but I, I believe she moved from prayer to the twin city of supplication. And I'll give you a little more information why I believe that in just a moment. She made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I'll give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime. And as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. In everything by prayer, our New Testament author said, he knew Hannah's story. He knew what had happened. Oh my goodness, she's going through a very, very difficult time. It says that she was in deep anguish, crying bitterly. And what did she do? In everything by prayer. In everything by prayer. In everything, by prayer and supplication. Because as she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her. Seeing her lips moving, but hearing no sound, he thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. Oh no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged. And I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Glory to God. I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. She had got off at the general exit of prayer, but somewhere along the line, she made it to supplication and she's pouring out her heart to the Lord in such a way that she was. Her lips were moving and everybody thought she was drunk. Can you imagine that? Have you ever prayed so hard that people thought you were drunk? I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I'm a wicked woman. For I have been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. Great anguish and sorrow, great pain and hurt produce supplication. I I, I would say that she had moved to supplication somehow. It was born out of injustice and pain. It was born out of longing, believing, and hurting. Look, she was treated unjustly. And and what did she do? Everything by prayer. In everything by prayer. In everything by prayer and supplication. I've shared this story with you before, but uh, well, well, I'll just I'll share it in just a moment. So it's the twin city of prayer, supplication, but it's different. It's like you know when you're driving out of prayer into supplication, you know. It's hard to sometimes, it's hard to sometimes see, you know, things generally look the same. You know, there's, there's roads connecting prayer and supplication. You don't have to get back on the highway. And, and so you're like, oh, wow, I'm in supplication now, you know. And uh, you, you may get off at general exit of prayer, and, but in, in it you find yourself in a supplication. So supplication is prayer, but it's a more intense type of prayer. The complete biblical library says that supplication, listen, supplication concerns special times of need. Hmm, that's interesting. We talked about prayer being just that communication with God. We do it without ceasing, it's built out of relationship. But supplication concerns special times of need. It's indicated, Hannah was facing a special time of need, right? It's indicated that the word is a strong term meaning more than a simple request it was used of prisoners a prisoner's request listen to this it was used of a prisoner's request for freedom can you imagine that supplication that's interesting to me a prisoner's request of freedom reverend william ford has a prayer kettle i did say that right a kettle it's a big pot, big, it's big, big cast iron pot. And it comes from his relatives who were slaves at Lake Providence, Louisiana. It's over 200 years old. It was passed down from generation to generation and it finally landed in his family. The prayer kettle was used uh, for washing clothes. They would boil water in it, wash their clothes. They would cook food in it. It was used for many different things. But one of the the most powerful things it was used for was for prayer services. In Lake Providence, Louisiana, the masters or the owners of the slaves, if they caught them praying, would beat them mercilessly. They would beat them for praying. I mean, and I'm talking strap them to a tree and beat them and leave them for dead. For praying. So, they wanted to pray, and so they, they would take this prayer kettle, this big kettle, and they would turn it upside down in the, in the barn, and they would place it on rocks, uh, rocks about an inch, inch and a half tall, and then they would lay prostrate on the ground and put their lips right next to that crack, and they would pray in that crack so the kettle would kind of deafen the sound so that the owners wouldn't hear them praying. Can you imagine that? And guess what they were praying for? Freedom. For their aunts. They knew they wouldn't see freedom. They knew they wouldn't. But they were praying, oh, dear God, don't let my kids grow up in this prison. God, don't let my grandkids see what I've seen. You know, they prayed in that prayer kettle. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? That, friends, was supplication. The, the lost are prisoners of sin and need freedom in Christ. Supplication. Uh, interesting to me. It's interesting to me that we choose to leave anxiousness and we have to get off the exit on prayer. And if we stay in prayer or if we get back on the highway, there is going to be an exit for supplication. I do see two exits here for supplication as well, general and intentional. Intentional. But, but like I said, if you get off in prayer on any exit, you may very well end up in supplication. Now let me give you uh, a, some information about general and intentional supplication. Okay, you ready for this? So when we look around us at cursed creation, think about it. When we look around us at cursed creation, when we see the mass amount of hurting and suffering overwhelming masses of human suffering that creates supplication in us. You Remember me saying supplication was brought on by pain, injustice and pain, longing, believing and hurting. When when we hear or we see evil and it seems to be having its way. You ever feel that way sometimes? Like you see something so evil and you're like, man, why is evil winning? You know, why? It creates supplication. Uh, it, th- these slaves, that created supplication, in them. we are risking our life, but we're going to meet together, and we are going to pray. We're going to lay around this pot, and we're going to intercede. We're going to pray. When we're overwhelmed by the lostness of humanity, when we're overwhelmed by the desperate lostness of humanity, when we see hurting people hurting people, when we hear about the persecuted believers in other countries. That's when we make general supplication. When we see our, our lost loved ones, our, our own flesh and blood destroying their lives. When we see our kids hurting, you know, when you your kids are hurting and there's nothing you can do to take that pain away. You know, when, when we know our brothers and sisters in Christ are going through pain and suffering, when we see imminent danger to us or our family, we make intentional supplication. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, as our guide to build our map, do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Amen. So we we stopped at prayer last week, stopping at supplication this week. Next stop, thanksgiving. And peace is our destination, right? but we're going to practice what we preach. You, you're like, man, he's getting us out early today. No, 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 no. we're on a journey. We're on a journey. We're going to practice what we preach. We're going to practice supplication. But before I ask you to come or kneel or wherever you're at, I want to put up a couple of slides about journeyonline.org. Because in order to choose to leave anxiousness, You need to receive Christ as your Savior, and this is just a a tool. This website is the tool I use mostly right now. Um, I haven't always used it, but it's what I'm using now. Um, There are other other tools. I understand that, and uh, that's fine. But JourneyOnline.org is is put out by some missionaries and assemblies of God, and uh, I just I like it. It's got a lot of great information. If you go to the next slide, so if you. Click on journeyonline.org. You'll you'll click on the Jesus Path, and you see the green highlighted Jesus Path, and it's going to bring up these four areas that would fit any one of us. Whether you've been serving God for 50 years or you're just a seeker, you just came to the Lord, you uh, any one of these discover Jesus, uh, uh, walking with Jesus, growing with Jesus, and serving Jesus. And uh, if you are not saved, if you have never received Christ as your Savior, or if you're on that, you know, you're seeking him, you're turning to him, and you're wanting to, wanting to know about salvation, you're wanting to experience him in salvation, I would encourage you to go to this website and click on Discover Jesus. And, uh, and you can jot that down. And if you forget it, don't worry about it. Just remember your life is a journey. And we're talking about being online journeyonline.org and click on the Jesus path and uh, allow God to speak to you. But I just want to pray for you and then uh, invite you to the city of supplication just for a little bit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you glory and honor. Would you stand to your feet uh, all across this building? I give you glory and honor and praise. And I thank you, Lord God, for who you are. Thank you for what you're doing, Lord God. And I pray, God, right now, I pray, God, that you would just uh, open our hearts uh, to receive you. I pray you would do that work in us that only you can do. Uh, I understand everybody is in different places at different times, even this morning. There are people that are hurting and there are people that are, are, are celebrating. There are people that are anxious and people that are not. There are people who are happy, people who are sad. But I just pray together, Lord God, that you would help us all to find that place in you. Uh, where we can know that we're saved. And Lord, I just pray you touch every person in this room today in a real way. And I want you to just pray with me all together. Just say this with me. It's just a, a guided prayer. It's not a magical prayer. It's, it's got to come from the depths of your heart. But just say, Dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Come on, everybody together. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus. I, need you. I need you. Come into my life, into my life. As, my as my Savior. Help me. To live for you. Forgive me of my sins. I turn away from them. And I turn to you. Give me strength in my weakness. In Jesus' name. Now, I want to invite you to supplication. and you're, Let me just go back because I want to give you some specific instructions here. I'm going to have uh, our sound guys do such a great job, and uh, I appreciate them so much. They have a big job back there, and uh, uh, they did a wonderful job this morning. And they're going to turn some music on for us in just a moment. But um, remember what I said about general supplication. It's just the overwhelming feeling we get when we look at mass humanity, the mass amount of suffering, the lostness of humanity. Tino and I were talking about Romania and the, the, the orphans that were, you know, um, they would be in their 20s and 30s now, but back when uh, I got to go to Romania, um, uh, the hundreds of thousands of, of children that were on the streets of Bucharest because of uh, the dictator. Uh, Ceausescu, and and they lived in the sewer like rats, and they would huddle together like rats for warmth. And of course, uh, almost 100% of them were addicted to drugs, just trying to escape their reality. Just when you see that mass amount of suffering, just supplication, you know, just so God oh God oh God you know when you when you hear or see evil you know when when we would see those little kids and and you couldn't tell which ones were girls or boys because the girls would shave their heads and dress like boys so they wouldn't be raped you know that's uh you know, it creates supplication. When we're overwhelmed by the lostness of humanity, the desperate lostness, you know, when you see hurting people, hurting other people, when you hear about persecuted believers, Supplication. Are you following me? So I don't know if one of those connected with you this morning, but I just pray about that. Maybe you, you need intentional supplication. Maybe you have a lost loved one you've been fighting for, you've been crying for, and 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 you just want to pray for them today. That's intent. You're just allow that prayer to become supplication, a more intense, you know, crying for freedom, a prisoner crying for freedom. Oh God, save them, Lord. Whatever it takes, save them you know your kids are hurting this morning you know your kids are hurting and you can't take that pain away pray for them supplication when we know our brothers and sisters in Christ are growing through pain some of you are hurting and I will be crying out to God for you when we see imminent danger to us or our family intentional supplication are you following me are you with me yeah are you with me have I explained this well okay is it open for debate? Yes, in some ways, supplication is a hard word to define. It's, it's, you know, it is. But I've tried my best, and so I hope you'll come there with me. We're leaving anxiousness. Can we put my roadmap back up? We're leaving anxiousness. We are gonna exit in prayer. Maybe it'll start off just, you know, oh God, thank you. But let it build, let it build to where God is just stirring your heart for something and let that supplication flow, that crying for freedom. Amen? Amen. So we're turn music on. Spend some time at the altars. You can come forward and kneel at these altars. You can kneel at your seat. You can sit down. Whatever you want to do to be comfortable, but we're going to spend some time In supplication, come on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Supplication, prayer, supplication, general, intentional. You need to be intentional. If you are not in prayer and supplication throughout the week, that's your fault because you're not being intentional. You need to be intentional about it. Need to be intentional about it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for being here today.